Welcome in, everybody, to the Wednesday Smack Talk Breakdown between the Week 10 and Week 11 action of the Quest 12 Team Fantasy League as we're all fighting for that $450 first place prize and only three weeks left to the playoffs. And guys, just so happens, back by popular demand, we've got a new segment this week called Be Goats Banter. So let's break down all the action. Let's look at those big losers and those big winners. And we got some teams that got some flames on them. Let's look at the implications of what is going on right now. Let's dig in. So I am having a good time right now on vacation, but Sunday was not such a good time for me in this 12-team quest fantasy league. And it started out with a trade that I made on Sunday morning with Sharp Hobbies. I traded James Robinson, arguably a bell cow running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Tyler Lockett, a deep ball threat and sometimes a touchdown machine with Russell Wilson for my kryptonite, that's right, Chris Godwin, CG14 on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have a very strong affection for that man. He's extremely productive out of the slot for Tampa, very versatile. I love his yards after the catch ability, and when he's on and that connection with Brady is good, he's a fantasy monster, so I took the trade. However, this did not pan out for me in Week 10. I took a pretty nasty double loss, actually getting knocked off of my first place status in the league, Um, and a lot of people were knocking on that trade. However, looking at uh, James Robinson, production was decent. Tyler Lockett's production was not there as well. As Russell Wilson wasn't able to get anything going against the Green Bay Packers in his first game back. Uh, but we'll see how that kind of plays out down the stretch. Since then, Aaron Jones went down with a knee injury, sprained his MCL, is going to be out for one to two weeks. However, today I've been able to work out a deal with Team Ramsey, 1027 here. Team Ramsey is needing a wide receiver so i traded him marquise brown who has been prolific at certain weeks but that's one uh position that i am strong in and i have some uh fairly good depth in for aj dillon so i got the the bell cow backup aj dillon's been looking incredible uh but let's look at the the rest of the league in week 10 uh the league median was pretty low again in fact the league meeting was 110.71 points which is pretty low compared to all the weeks of of our of our league here 119 in week 9 114 in week 8 129 in week 7 137 in week 6 154 in week 5 134 in week 4 so you can get you get the idea there 110 points is one of the lower weeks for the league median. And in fact, I still lost to that with only 100 points, but I don't feel so bad. My opponent, the Silver Prisms, who is now 15-5, and five, and you look at the league standings, he's firmly in first place of Division Two. He beat me with 193 points, guys. His, his roster's looking very strong, led by none other than Lamar Jackson. He got Christian McCaffrey back, Najee Harris, Devontae Smith had a, a great game there against Denver. Debo Samuel, guys, been Debo Samuel's been very dominant this year, almost every week. Uh, his lowest week was 8.1 fantasy points in week three, but other than that, he's had 40, 14, 19, 22, 8.8 in week nine, and then this this week 31.8. So Debo's been a really good player this year. CD Lamb, CD Lamb, 
C.D. Lamb is, is playing really well in his sophomore year, 25.8 this week. Uh, Dan Arnold coming through for him on his home team, Jacksonville Jaguars there. Dak Prescott in his super flex and Baltimore's defense. So, needless to say, Colt McCoy could not duplicate his, his, his first you know, appearance, his first week performance, even though it wasn't the first week of the season. <laughs> you guys get what I'm saying? He's filling in for uh, Kyler Murray last week. He filled in for him again this week against Carolina and wasn't good. Was not good at all. Fumble interception about a 50 percent completion rate only 107 passing yards and two sacks Ugh, ugly so the gronkineers only had 93.759 fantasy points but he wins he beats mr dominator who only had 75.52 mr dominator and gronkineers now when you look at the standings have a lot of work to make up uh, because only the top six teams are going to the playoffs right so you look at division one and we're, we're going to look at the standings in just a second. I want to keep going down. I just want to illustrate that as we go through this, that there is only three weeks left for the playoffs. And each of these weeks now, these losses that teams are taking right now are big, big implications. So uh, the other monster matchup was that Sharp Hobbies against Troy Bois. Troy Bois had the Flames coming into this with six wins in a row, six wins in a row. And now Sharp Hobbies knocks him off in week 10 which is pretty incredible. Sharp Hobbies knocks him off in a very close matchup, 118 to 129. However, Troy Bois still gets a win over the league median, so Troy Bois takes the lead in Division One ahead of myself. And the, the importance of taking the lead in the division is that first-round bye in the playoffs. Uh, so Sharp Hobbies going to 11-9 with this win. Now puts Sharp Hobbies with the Flames this week, guys. With a with a record of eleven and nine on six wins in a row, that was big time there. And then you had Team B Goat taking a loss to the league median and also to his opponent Blaine Bty eighty six oh six. And that's right, we're gonna get to B Goat's banter in a second here. Matt Ryan only had one point six eight, and what did he do? He started Carson Wentz in his super flex position, and it's just uh, start-sit decisions here from Bigot. Absolutely ate him alive this week with 32.4 points from Ramadre Stevenson on his bench. Michael Carter, 19.4 points on his bench. And Tua, Tua 12.42 on his bench, but that was hard to see because he didn't even start that game. <laughs> he actually came in. For uh, a Jacoby Brissett who got got pulled for uh, partly performance and partly injury uh, reasons. So, uh, okay, let's let's go ahead and pull in Bigo. Hi, Bigo, take it away. Welcome to Bigo's banter. Now I have to have some flashcards for myself because I don't have my own YouTube channel. I'm a newbie at this, so give me some credit. It's gonna take some while, but I do know that I got my Tampa Bay Bandits jersey on. Because the Bucks look like the Bucks three years ago. What the heck is going on with those with those Buccaneers? Awesome, I mean, man. Tom Brady isn't doing nothing. Nobody wants to play. Anyways. It's okay. It's okay. It's looking we'll like get back to it. Troy Biwa is going to get his Skittles. Me, however, I get plain old M&Ms. Nobody wants plain old M&Ms, but that toilet bowl championship is looking like it's going to be mine to grab ain't nothing going right for me 
That was a very honest statement, B-Goat. Appreciate your honesty. My mission, a.k.a. B-Goat, myself, <clears throat> is to place third or higher. I've been tired of listening to Andy talk about how I made a comment on the first week about making no less than third. Now, he knows that's true, but I realize now we've been playing with professionals and not just friends from the backyard. <laughs> is that mail you're reading your notes off of? <laughs> Least efficient manager, that's what I get. Well, let me tell you what. I can't tell you how long I've been talking about playing Ramondre Stevenson over Javante Williams. I thought about that over and over again. Why don't you play him? And somehow, I said, no, the Cleveland Browns defense is pretty good. I'm not going to go that route. Well, that killed me. Mm, 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 mm. I would have had two wins that I desperately needed. And I get 1.68 points from Natty Ice. Now, his name's Natty Ice, and he was playing like he was ice cold because he dang well wasn't hot. Then one, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz gets me, what is it, 7.4 points? After my big old trade, I was convinced I was going to get this. I traded Carson Wentz on week three. Week three, he wasn't doing anything. Then the man gets on fire and making everybody points. Balling, balling. Then I get him back thinking I'm doing something smart. No, the man doesn't do anything for me. This is my luck. This is my curse that Andy has given me. So. Oh, it's my fault. Huh? Carson Wentz, I'm not playing you. I'm not playing two quarterbacks no more. I'm done with playing two quarterbacks because the whole issue is QBs aren't making the points. RBs are making the points. I would have won, and there's many games I would have won if I would have played the RBs. So now, three RBs, no longer Done with the two QBs. I hope that doesn't backfire week 11. Full speed ahead. Because I'm going to need that full speed ahead. Just like the Navy. I said I'm a Navy veteran. Well, full it. speed ahead because I'm going to need it. I need to get at least third place. Third yeah. place or higher so I can shut Andy yeah. down with that comment. But guess what? I got Silver Prism. I have SP Daddy. And I have the Gronkineers as my last three. I mean, could I have any harder of a dang schedule? Now, as Andy knows, I cuss like a sailor, so I'm trying to not cuss. He does. But in my mind, man, I've been cussing every week. I feel like I'm doing perfect. I'm making the trades, and he's making fun of my trades, saying how crazy I am. But guess what? I really am not making that bad of trades. I spent some stupid fab money. Making it rain. I don't know. I'm never going to get that back. I might as well just went to the Hard Rock Casino and bet it on black. But this is what I know. My trades aren't that bad. And I'm trying to do what is best. Now, I don't have time for Andy. Because Andy's starting to try to lose his own league. And maybe I'll save that banter for the last one. But for now, I'm gonna let him roast himself. And I gotta get ready for work. So go Bucks, even though you ain't looking good. Go Navy, okay. beat Army. And I hope you like B-Goat's banter. Now back to you, Andy. Well, we appreciate your honest, candid responses there, B-Goat, and your, your banter as always, that, uh, that uh, 
That was something else, man. You're something special. Uh, you definitely got your work cut out for you, buddy. And uh, the you know the stats show that your trades, eh, it's yeah, it's up for it's up for debate, man. You're seven and thirteen, so your record kind of speaks for itself. But I love the banter. We'll have you back next week. Let's look at the matchups here in in week eleven. Going into the week, let's look at the waiver wire activity. I'm sure we've got lots of activity here from from B Goat. Uh, you got Matt Ryan on the trade block. We know he's going. With three running backs, the man just said it. But I have a feeling that this might be the week for Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, guys. Uh, when you look at the the matchups here, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be at the Buffalo Bills in a game that Vegas has got as a 50-point over-under. And then the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are playing at home in the Dome on Thursday night with bringing the New England Patriots in town with Mac Jones coming off of a a big performance. You don't know what you're going to get. I have a feeling that this could go very wrong for B-Goat again this week, but that's going to be something that we're all going to be closely watching and uh, very interested in, right? Because B-Goat's got his work cut out for him. When you look at the standings, he's 7-13. and 13. He is now only... This is the crazy thing, that he's only two games out from tying the Goonies record if the Goonie wins next week and takes a double loss and goes to... 9 and 13 and Bigot takes a double win goes to 9 and 13 and these other teams lose now all of a sudden Bigot is in the playoffs so he's very much still in contention is not that bad it's even worse for Mr. Dominator at 6 and 14 however with 3 weeks left and each week being a double win there is still this is going to get very dramatic coming down to the finish here I've got a feeling Look at my matchup this week uh, in week 11 against BTY8606. He's 12-8, and eight, guys. BTY is second place in that division, too. And we're both very much neck and neck in our respective divisions. And big implications here. Uh, Bigo tried to trade me J.D. McKissick for Brandon Ayuk. I rejected that. He thought it was funny. I, I rejected that so quickly. <laughs> J.D. McKissick's feeling left out. He's always looking to wheel and deal. Gotta love that about Bigo. Uh, he then traded Matt Ryan for Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, of all people, on the Las Vegas Raiders. And I'll let you guys go ahead and make your decision on this trade. But if we were to look at the overall fantasy points scored by Hunter Renfro, who's currently number 20, the wide receiver number 27 in fantasy points this year. And I, I get it. He's on an upward trajectory, soaking up some vacated targets from Henry Ruggs not being there. So he's had 14 points the last two weeks in a row. Compared to Matt Ryan, when you look at him, he is the QB number 21, or the QB number 18, um, excuse me, number 21 overall for fantasy points. And uh, at New Orleans, 28.52. At Dallas, only 1.68. So it's been very much up and down and Goat just could not deal with that type of production anymore but I've got a feeling he is definitely going to regret this trade is yet to be seen definitely got to stay tuned for that one I felt that trade way worse than my uh James Robinson and Tyler Lockett for Chris Godwin Blaine put Kirk Cousins on the trade block he's out there he's out there available for you guys I then tr you saw the trade between myself and Ramsey for Marquise Brown to A.J. Dillon. And then 
Ramsey puts Kyle Pitts on the trade block. I'm excited about the waiver wire. I picked up Wayne Gallman. I'm in desperate need of running back depth. In fact, I got all the running backs I went after, and I also got A.J. Dillon in the trade. So now I've got tons of running back depth that uh, I'm going to have to do something about. I think I'm probably over the running back limit at this point. I'm going to have to look at this tonight. Uh, but I picked up Wayne Gallman for $9, who is getting a lot of time for Mike Davis uh, being injured or Cordell Patterson being injured there. So he's getting a, and he's a better player than Mike Davis when you look at his athletic profile, which is why Wayne Gallman had a couple of explosive plays. I think Wayne Gallman's definitely going to be productive in that Atlanta offense moving forward. I also got Dante Foreman, who's getting uh, more explosive plays than Adrian Peterson and Mc, uh, Jeremy McNichols in the Tennessee offense. And it looks like Dante Foreman is the running back you want to have in that Tennessee offense. So is able to get him as I think Kyler Murray's coming back this week. No longer need Colt McCoy. He-Man picked up San Fran's defense, who's on a big upward trajectory. A big statement game from San Fran on Monday night. Uh, Card Quest, uh, that's myself. Uh, speaking of myself in the third person here, I picked up Jeffrey Wilson from San Fran. Just adding a little bit extra depth there to my roster. Jeffrey Wilson, pretty good athlete, although he is playing second fiddle right now to Jermichael Hasties and uh, Elijah Mitchell. And then Ramsey picked up Kadarius Tony, who's coming back this week. Bigot also wanted Kadarius, but Ramsey won him in the in the uh, pecking order there because B-Goat had already made uh, some other acquisitions, and B-Goat also picked up Marcus Johnson, the wide receiver from Tennessee, chasing some uh, additional production there, as Marcus Johnson, you can see, has been a ghost up until this week with Julio Jones still sidelined with an injury. Marcus Johnson reached 100 yards in a favorable matchup there against New Orleans, and uh, he's chasing that production this week. He's also chasing the production from Jamal Agnew, who I like a little bit better. They're, they're definitely going to be in a shootout scenario with San Fran, be forced to throw. Uh, and, he, and, he's, and here's Bigos talking about him trading away Kyle Pitts, and now Ramsey's got Pitts on the trade block, and that's because Ramsey's looking to sell high on Kyle Pitts, and I know he didn't have the production in Week 10, but you look at this, even on a week where Matt Ryan only had like five fantasy points, Kyle Pitts still gets 10 fantasy points. So in terms of tight end, he is the number six tight end overall in PPR, number five in standard. He's getting six, seven, eight, ten targets a game, guys, with Calvin Ridley continuing to miss games. Kyle Pitts is that Julio Jones for Matt Ryan. These targets are going to stay elevated like this. Kyle Pitts is going to continue to put up double-digit fantasy points every week for the end of the season. That's my prediction. Put it on the board. Hold it against me. Be goat. Now, I don't have time for Andy. Let's go back to the league and look at week 11, see who else is playing. So you got the big matchup between myself and BTY. Uh, you've got a, a matchup between Mr. Dominator and Troy Bois. Mr. Dominator, we need you to put up a fight against Troy Bois. We need you to find a replacement for Matt Stafford. Justin Fields is on an upward trajectory. He's playing Baltimore this week at home. I like him. You got Tyrod Taylor. It's definitely going to be holes plugged from uh, Mr. Dominator, and his projection won't look this bad um, against Troy Bois. Now, Troy Bois has got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Terry McLaurin. He's got Damian Harris. He's got Ryan Tannehill. So his roster looks very solid, especially when you got Aaron Rodgers and your Superflex now coming back in a divisional game this weekend against Minnesota 
So this is one of the bigger games this week, and I'm very interested to watch is this Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings with a 50.5 over under. So a pretty decent uh, point over under there. Then you've got the Gronkineers against Sharp Hobbies, 8-12, 11-9. Still, still very much in it. I think this is still wide open for almost everybody in this league. Nobody's like, you know, 2-16 or 2-18. Uh, so uh, it's going to be very interesting to see who's got what when it comes down to Week 14 in the playoffs. But right now you look at Week 11. Sharp Hobbies has got the Flames for six wins in a row. Team Ridley's got the Flames for four wins in a row. And everybody else that had Flames last week got their Flames knocked off. Um, so Ridley this week is going up against the Goonies right now. Very much favored, 126 to 108. Uh, let's look at the, the Goonies roster here and see. Yeah, he's got Mike White and that super flex. Man, it doesn't look like... Mike White is going to play this week. He's not starting week 11. He got benched due to poor performance this past week against Buffalo. The Mike White saga has finally come to a sad, sad close. And I think the New York Jets are ready to move on to the old veteran, Dusty Arm, Joe Flacco. So it's yet to be seen if uh, I'm sure he's going to plug in Jared Goff there for Mike White. But mm, rough go of it for the Goonies. I know he's a huge Jets fan. QBs aren't making the point. On the other side, Team Ridley led by Tom Brady against the Giants at home this week. Don't worry, Bigo. We're going to bounce back in a big way. We're just playing possum right now. It's, we're still in first place in our division. We're still very safe in making the playoffs and, and, and winning our division even at that. So we'll turn it on here at the end of the season to make sure we make that final push. And especially as we get Antonio Brown and Gronk back, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong, brother. Uh, Bigo's playing the Silver Prisms this week. Very tough matchup with the Silver Prisms at 15-5. and five. And he's got all his star players going, man. There, there's, there's nobody out. Lamar Jackson, CMC, Najee, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel, CeeDee Lamb, Dan Arnold, Dak Prescott, Baltimore defense. Going up against Bigo's roster. What does Bigo's Frankenstein roster look like this week? Carson Wentz. I'm not playing you. Uh, right now, Tua Tungavailoa, Ramadre Stevenson tomorrow night at Atlanta. He's uh, looking to chase that Week 10 production going with the three running backs here. Ramadre Stevenson only projected six points, but he's expecting. Uh, I wonder if he realizes that Damian Harris is also making a comeback tomorrow night. and Ramadre Stevenson could underperform there significantly. As Andy knows, I cuss like a sailor, so I'm trying to not cuss. David Montgomery, I definitely like David Montgomery. Stefan Diggs, Rashad Bateman, I'm a big fan of. Now the Hunter Renfro, who he traded for Matt Ryan. Traded Hunter Renfro, I still can't get over that. That's, that's a tough one to swallow. Dalton Schultz, though, at Kansas City. I like Dalton Schultz in the Dallas, uh, the Dallas offense. Michael Carter Jr. versus Miami at home, New York Jets. Oof, that's a tough one to play, in my opinion, as well. But he has been a really solid fantasy producer for the Jets. My, my, uh, Michael Carter has been solid, man, with, in terms of touches, uh, in terms of targets. You know, last week against Buffalo, had six targets. Uh, two weeks before that in Cincinnati, had 14 targets. We know Joe Flacco is not very mobile. He's definitely going to be handing the ball off and dumping the ball off to their rookie, Michael Carter. I like that play. I'd almost put Michael Carter in my RB1 slot for Ramadre Stevenson. 
and somehow get back Matt Ryan to put in your super flex. I've been tired of listening to Andy. Or uh, definitely, definitely start Darrell Williams. I didn't realize Darrell Williams is sitting here on your bench here. Uh, so no more pointers for B-Goat. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I don't want to be responsible for what happens to you this week in week 11, B-Goat, as you're playing the silver prisms. Third place or higher so I can shut Andy down with that comment. The, the man, the silver prisms who requested the B-Goat's banter. I realize now we've been playing with professionals and not just friends from the backyard. Now, then we got a big matchup, Ridley, 18, the Goonies, both 9-11. Then last but certainly not least, Trey Area at 9-11 against Team Ramsey, 7-13. Team Ramsey now uh, boosting up his roster with Marquise Brown. He had Leonard Fournette and Dalvin Cook, so his running backs are stacked. Jalen Hurts, who's playing great, uh, reaching that elite dual-threat QB status um, after his dominant performance this past week, reaching uh, production status alongside of Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. He's the number four QB overall in 2021. This is incredible. I love uh, me some Jalen Hurts. I do have him in my other uh, rookie card league there. On the other side, Trey those got Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is making looking to make a big bounce back after the bye week, thinking about that ugly loss in week nine to the Cleveland Browns for the last two weeks, going up at Las Vegas, looking to put up some big points there, guys. Uh, so I'm going to cut it here. We're going we're gonna to cut it right here, and I'll be back real soon, guys, to break down all the action. Can't wait to see Matt Ryan put up 30 fantasy points tomorrow night against the New England Patriots on Thursday Night Football. You know I'll be active in the chat. I'll be posting up some GIFs if that happens. Either way, whatever happens, we'll, I'll be there and uh, be back here real soon to break down all the action. Have a great week, guys, and I'll see you in that next one. Peace. I spent some stupid fab money.